The Money Show on your number one news and talk station. Last night on the show, we were talking about balloon payments on cars and how they basically weren't a good thing unless you went in with eyes wide open, knew exactly what the balloon payment was, could work on a safe assumption you were going to get an increase in your salary over the period of uh, the arrangement and you'd either be able to afford that balloon payment or you were happy to roll it into the same brand as some kind of buyback or that you knew exactly what you were doing. But in that process, someone called the show and said, well, what we do want is they're good things because they encourage people to upgrade their cars and we get lots more new cars on the road and that makes the road safer and people should be upgrading their cars every three years. Now, my instinct is that that is motoring industry propaganda that there is absolutely no necessity to upgrade a car every three years. Certainly in terms of cars' performances these days, they're good, they've got longevity, you can drive the things for 20 years quite happily. But is there a financial logic to it? Is there a calculation, an equation, an algorithm that says over X number of years with the value you might get back on the car plus tax implications, plus, 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 can we put a number on this? If you can, 011-8830702-021-446-0567 or SMS me, 31702 or 31567. Jim in Brooklyn in Cape Town. Um, Not Jim in Brooklyn in Cape Town, uh, someone in Joburg. Peter says, I have an algorithm that I developed to assist dealers to correctly value trade-ins. It works well and requires only a few inputs to calculate. That's the value of the trade-in. But is that the same thing as what is the optimal time to sell? Mike Schussler, very well-known economist, chief economist at economist.co.za. We normally talk about more weighty matters, Mike, but I think this matters to a lot of people. It probably does, Mike. I'm not sure if I'm the right person to answer. I keep my car for as long as I can. So do I. (laughs) Well, I think car prices depreciate. They depreciate quickest in the first year. Um, when it's new and it uh, falls very rapidly after that and uh, in the first year and then uh, it still falls and what's very interesting is that Stats SA for example um, gets a negative car price, uh, a second hand car price uh, year on year virtually most of the time and they only use the first three years of cars so that gives you a pretty good idea that you know in the first three years, the car is depreciating very, very rapidly. And you've got to work out what your sort of utility value of that car is. And that utility value at one stage or another is going to be probably higher than the value of the car. What do you mean by so utility? What do you mean by egos are? Sorry, Mike? What do you mean by utility value? Well, it gets you to work. It gets you to uh, your kids to school. Um, you know, and yes, there's going to be a, a certain time when the um, in there's going to be an increase in the cost of keeping the car. I don't know what the magic number is, but I doubt it's three years. I think if you look at most people are paying off a car over five or six years. Um, balloon payments we can talk about just now, but. In that process, you've paid off a car, or to a certain extent have paid off a car, and then you want to go immediately and buy another car. You've taken the big hit up front. 
quite frankly, I don't think um, that's the wisest decision one can make. I'm trying to think I of what think we would what we would put into our, our computer equation here. Obviously, you do have the car value. You obviously have a service mm-hmm. plan which might be built into your payments, and then after a certain point, you're going to have to pay for that. I assume cars get more expensive to maintain as they get older. They might yep. be less fuel efficient than a new one. There'd be quite a bit of stuff you'd have to put in there. But like you, I can't believe it would spit out a number that says turn it over every three years. But that's what the industry often tell us. Well, I think that's to keep car sales going on one side. The other thing, as I just want to say, is you know the the, the fuel um, improvements on cars has been stunning, but then you've got to look at it over decades, not a three-year period. Uh, you normally get model upgrades every seven or eight years. Um, I think that gives you a fair idea when you sort of want to go and keep a car is when it sort of gets to a model upgrade and a decent model upgrade uh, sometimes takes even longer because sometimes it's just sort of half an upgrade, if I can call it that. So why would you want to buy another car um, that's got similar features to your car? It doesn't really improve the fuel efficiency um, other than, you know, your uh, pleasing you aesthetically or your ego. All right, Mike, thank you very much. I know there's a lot more we can talk about it, but I, 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 you confirm what I think, that there is no uh, necessary obvious equation that would lead you to the conclusion that every three years is a good time to turn it over. Uh, Peter is, is the SMSer who I've mentioned. We've just got him on the line. Now, Peter, you, you say it's a fairly simple algorithm to work out trade-in value. Is that the same thing as when is the right time for the consumer to, to sell? Good evening, Mike. Yes, look, it's, it's, it's a close approximation because ultimately the trade-in value is a is a, a real-time value that uh, we would use to predict the future value of a car. So I think what we need to first ascertain is the, the purchase of the car, why they're buying the car. So if you have a look at a retail buyer, perhaps the argument is that they should keep their cars um, a little bit longer than three years. But if we have a look at the way that the fleet managers buy vehicles, they have very specific formulas to work out the optimal time to keep a car for the optimal, optimal mileage, and they recycle their cars as a matter of, of a, a function of their business. And do they recycle it on a kilometre number or a time? It's a combination of both, Mark. So they will look at, at how many kilometres they're going to do in a year, and they'll look at their cost per kilometre and their total cost of ownership, and they'll then make a decision as to how many years and how many kilometres they keep those cars for. Because what you ultimately want to optimize is the difference between the original purchase price that they got the vehicle for and then the subsequent trade-in value. And it's that difference that they call their holding costs. And those holding costs are everything to the fleet companies because it, uh, it determines what their, what their monthly fee is going to be essentially to run that vehicle. Peter, so they, thank you very much. Interesting stuff. We'll move quickly on to Tom in Benoni. Hello, Tom. How you doing? Yeah, all right. You. The best way is you pay cash for a car. Yep. Once you're in the system, you hold the car for two years. Less than 50,000 kilometers doesn't even cost you tires. All you put in is petrol after that. Explain that to me. I'm not quite sure what you're saying. So you say f- less than 50,000 k's you should sell. Less than 50,000 and less than two years. And you buy the new model of the same car that you just had and you pay cash for it. And you say that formula... 
Okay, that's that's an interesting. I don't quite know how that works. John and Darling, hello, John. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Mike, I'm coming from a different angle in as much as uh, all the experts tell us that we must aspire to be debt-free as soon as we possibly can. So my suggestion is when you buy a car, buy a decent one by all means, and pay it off as soon as you possibly can. And then let's say at the end of five years, uh, a lease uh, agreement, you now own a car, you you will never pay another cent on it apart from maintenance. And those maintenance costs will never, never equal uh, your repayments. I would agree. I think that is a reasonable approach, Ant. He agrees as well. SMS to me to 31702. When you buy a new car, you lose 14% VAT plus 20% when you drive it out of the showroom. Keep your car till it cannot go anymore. They are a liability and not an asset. Yeah, but as Mike Schussler pointed out, they are a utility asset. We need it. They have value for us. But in financial terms, you're right. <laughs> They're not a great asset. Let's find out what all those cars are doing on the, doing on the roads at the moment. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield was brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking, bringing you award-winning trade and working capital funding solutions to unlock the full potential of your business story. APSA is a registered FSP.